<laughs> stealing my thunder. Yes. I'm a thunder stealer. Do it, man. God, what a what a band <clears throat> name that would be for the 80s. Thunder Stealer. <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to season two of Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Jason, your host for this episode, and joining me on today's trip to Never Never Land is my co-host, Eric. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Cannot wait to get to this one. Yeah. Good stuff. We are uh, continuing our season two list of our favorite guitar solos of all time. And, of course, we are inching closer to that pinnacle of our favorites from the 90s. Uh, if you like the show, just do us a quick favor. Make sure you give us a star rating. Hey, go over there to uh, Apple. Those of you who have got the iPhone, I'm not one of them, but Apple's a nice place for podcasts, and you can leave a little review right there, too. So, you Apple users, go do that for us today. We'd appreciate it. Do it. Uh, we are back. We are uh, ready to reveal our number seven song in the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. A song from the 1991 self-titled album, widely known as the Black Album. It is Enter Sandman by Metallica. Behind the music. Our spotlight today is on guitarist Kirk Hammett, who is a California native. Fun fact, he went to high school with Les Claypool of the band Primus, and they remain close friends to this day. Wow. Uh, his first love was horror movies which he dates back to age five. Oh my he began gosh. Collecting horror magazines, which he would then sell around age 15 to buy a guitar after listening to his brother's uh, record collection. Hammett's first guitar was in his own words, a holy unglamorous Montgomery Ward catalog special, <laughs> which had an accompanying four inch shoebox of an amp unquote. Yes. Uh, he would then buy a 1978 Fender Stratocaster copy, which he attempted to customize with various guitar parts. Kind of a Frankenstein there. Uh, before, he eventually bought a 1974 Gibson Flying V. And uh, that looks like mostly uh, he uses ESP guitars uh, nowadays. Yep. So that was his kind of history there. He was one of the founding members of the band Exodus, in 1979 and then a fateful day in 1983 he received a phone call from metallica they were in new york recording kill them all and had just fired lead guitarist dave mustang <laughs> for his uh substance abuse and violent tendencies this is just what i'm reading here folks yep uh kirk got the call and was on a plane the same day as dave was let go his first audition was the solo for Seek and Destroy. And according to lead singer James Hetfield, he, uh, quote unquote, pulled off the solo and it was like, things are going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's been with Metallica ever since, receiving writing credits on several songs for each album that they've released. 
and receiving high praise from the music community, like being ranked 11th on Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time, mm. and of course being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. Let's get personal. So as was discussed earlier in our uh, Megadeth episode, the Black Album was essentially my starting point for Metallica. Uh, much of that has to do with watching the music videos for the singles on MTV. They were in heavy rotation, especially under Sandman and Nothing Else Matters. I remember watching those a lot. Uh, it, well, and Wherever I May Roam. I remember those three um, in particular. But I bought the Black Album. I'm pretty sure it was in one of those Columbia House BMG deals, as I guess I've been saying. <laughs> I was all about those, and I went back and forth between both of those companies. You know, once one uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. got a little too far gone with one, you to sign up and get 12 more on the other. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I did, but I didn't go back to explore their music really uh, until probably uh, high school and, and more, more college years. But a few years uh, later... Uh, I was over at a friend's house for playing Madden football on Sega Genesis. I'm going to date myself here. Uh, <laughs> he put on Injustice for All, okay? And then my mind was pretty blown up to that point, you know, with Metallica. I'm like, okay, this is this is a little bit different than what I'm hearing with the Black Album. Just, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember one in particular became the song that I was really intrigued with. So, it Again, I didn't really go back until probably later in the 90s to, you know, listen to some of those other Kill 'em All and all those uh, Ride the Lightning or is it Ride the... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ride the Lightning. Ride, yeah, ride, yeah. ride the Lightning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of dating myself here again, but I can particularly remember downloading songs from Napster. Yeah. Uh, from those early albums, which is kind of ironic since, you know, oh, Lars know. Yeah. was one of the first and loudest to complain about Napster stealing their music. Yep. So I'm like, I'm, I'm downloading Metallica songs, you know, <laughs> and hearing this. Oh, I'm going to get you know, a visit from the FBI. But yeah. uh, like it or not, Lars, you know, Napster helped me point me to uh, help point me to your music. So <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, and now I really haven't listened to anything from them from like the Reload album, which came out in '97 through today. I haven't been really, you know, keeping up with them. Right. I always go back and listen to the the old stuff, and then the Black album in particular. Right. So that's kind of my history with uh, with Metallica. What about you? When did you start headbanging to Metallica? Um, our, our our drummer in high school was deeply into thrash and speed metal um and so he like immediately played us uh kill them all and ride the lightning and uh you know that's that was my first uh introduction to to metallica and so i've been listening to him since since high school i'm, I'm like you after after probably reload i quit listening to him um i haven't really listened to anything new since then like you mm -hmm. um but yeah, I we we were listening to them in high school. Uh, that, but they were on the fringe. They weren't like mainstream like they are now. I mean, they were. Yeah. If, if you were listening oh, to Metallica, yeah. you were you were like on the fringe of music because you were also listening to, to bands like like Anthrax and Exodus and Slayer. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but yeah, our our drummer was just he was 
he was cuckoo for these guys, and so he was always playing them. But like you, <laughs> I remember downloading uh, the entire at the point at that time the the entire catalog of Metallica from Napster. And I will say this, um, you know, of everything I've ever downloaded, I have kept. And right now, I think I have I still have the thumb drive in my closet somewhere, but it's every, <laughs> it's every Metallica album up through uh, Reload that, yeah. I, that I downloaded and I'm going to keep just because of Lars. <laughs> I will always yeah. have a copy of your music away. for free. I will never pay for it. I always have it right here. And I pray every, every night I pray that someday I will look Lars in the eye and say, it's all right here, dude. I never <laughs> pay for your albums. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. You know, I think it was in the news recently that they just bought a, a vinyl factory so they could keep their, you know, producing vinyl really? albums. And uh, I was in, uh, so I was in Dirt Cheap. I don't know if you have those stores in your uh -uh. area about, uh, I don't know, probably six months ago. And it's just all like the leftover clearance crap from Walmart, Target, and wherever else that they buy <laughs> okay. cheap on pallets yeah. and will, you know, try to sell you. And uh, they had, they do have some uh, vinyl there every once in a while. Ours is closed now, but I found Master of Puppets for like oh, six my. bucks. Really? And it was the Walmart, whatever, special edition. It's like red vinyl or something. Oh, nice. And it, it, anyway, it came with a free download of the other <laughs> I thought that was a little ironic, you know. Poetic right there. So, so, so uh, against, you know, oh the digital gosh. aspect of music. And, and your album uh, comes with a download. Yeah, so you can play it on vinyl or you can download it here. So, God. yeah. <laughs> the Breakdown. All right, so I've heard this solo so many times. And just going back and listening to it several times in prep for this show, the word that just keeps coming to mind is sick it is just sick the sound of his guitar sick all the patterns and picking totally sick man it's just <laughs> it's so awesome i watched about four different live performances from the 90s up through i guess a couple years ago and it's sick that he could still pull that off like you know nobody's business it just comes all <laughs> flooding back <laughs> and it sounds like it's from the album i mean it's I don't know. They've probably played it a million times too. Oh, but. I'm sure they have. I'm sure that's their version of pour some sugar on me like Def Leppard. Yeah, They've yeah. Played it but, a million times. Oh gosh, I just I can't get enough of it to this day. That's Several funny. things I love about the song. The intro itself is glorious. You get the you know the main riff and the cymbals, and then those thunderous kick drums and the driving guitars and the cymbal crashes. It just builds up, and then you get that full main riff you know of the song it's a full minute and 15 before hatfield starts singing <laughs> does so, anything <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's such a great intro and the bridge okay so we talked a little bit of this uh off the air the bedtime prayer that's that's great and then there's just so many different breaks and rhythm changes throughout the song too but the best one is right after the bridge the chorus you know it kind of smooths out and then you get filled laughing and then you get the riff that kicks in a couple times and then boom you know and in the music video it's the moment if you remember it's when the semi 
hits that bed that's in the middle of the highway. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Such a great music video. Such a great music video if you are uh, not... It, it would have like a light warning on Disney Plus right now. Because <laughs> it just flashes you. It's yeah. such a great music video to watch in the dark. It's like a strobe light. Yeah. yeah. It's so great when the uh, the old man is like turning, you know, <laughs> left and right. Yeah. It's but, kind of creepy. Um, it is. Well, it's supposed to be creepy, man. Yeah. It's supposed to be creepy. But, oh, gosh. I just, I love the song so much. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm self-admitted, not a fan of, of, <laughs> of Kirk Hammett. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like the guy. I just, oh, don't. <laughs> there goes my balloon. <laughs> All right. So now are you, why are you a uh, Kirk hater? I want to hear it. I don't know. I just, I, I just have never liked the guy. I don't know why. Um, I, I, you know, it's not that I don't, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I don't even know why I don't, I, I literally probably don't have a reason. I just don't, I just one day decided okay. not to like the guy with that being said, the guy or like his music style or something, is uh, it, or is it just probably, him? The, probably the guy I've seen enough okay. interviews with him that he's just kind of a, well, I'm not going to go there. Um, but, well, so is Lars too. I mean, uh, well, that's a, that's another level below and another podcast episode we'd have to go into to okay. address that. We're talking um, about the music here. Though. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Um, I, I, you know, he play. I, I, I think there's, a, you know, there's a lot of wah wah in this, in this, in this solo. Yeah. Um, and it just makes it sound. I mean, it's, it's a great sound. It just, it's a, it's, it fits the song perfectly. Um, but I like the way it, I can't even explain what it, that sound that he gets right at the end of the solo when it's just kind of just kind of feeds back while he's playing one mm-hmm. note. He keeps bending it. It just sounds so tough. I mean, it just you know, it just sounds um, dark and and kind of mm-hmm. kind of evil. <laughs> yes, yeah. And uh, I love that part of the solo, just right at the end of it. Yeah. And that little walk down he does with, with the wah wah, diddle now, diddle now, diddle now, and it you know, goes down mm-hmm. to that that drum beat. That's I mean. There's there's not a lot of songs I say would be perfect, a, a perfect song, but this is probably this is probably one of those songs that I mean, is probably a perfect song. I mean, you know, there's, yeah. there's there's a handful of songs that get played at every sporting event in the world, <laughs> and, th- <laughs> and this is one of them. I mean, yeah. you know, and so to to be able to write that kind of a song, and I know we're talking it's about the good. I know we're talking about the, the guitar solos, but overall. You know that song is just is is probably is probably one of the more perfect songs, and his solo fits it perfectly. I mean, it just it it yeah. it lays in the right place. It has the right sound. It's 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 as menacing as the as the and that's probably the better word for it. It's menacing. It's just as menacing as the chorus and the riff in the song. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um... It's 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 got a like a perfect pattern or perfect uh, structure. The yeah. song I think it does, and you know probably Metallica fans from the beginning are like, we don't need structure. You can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> For those of us who enjoy a good structured song, yeah, and just the all the parts throughout. Like I said, all the the just. 
beat drops in the song and start back up again. It's so great. And that's, I think that's what makes it one of those, you know, like you said, like one of those perfect songs. Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got a, an awesome intro to it. It's got some, some great sounds and just some weirdness, but it, it, like you said, it's played so often at so many arenas and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I told I, you, I, still don't I, told, get, I still don't get sick of it. I told you or before the, the show that we play it, it's on our playlist at the curling club and people, every, everybody knows the song. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. even if you're not a Metallica fan, even if you're not a heavy metal fan, you know, this song and yeah. you can sing along with it. You could probably sing along with a solo too. So it's, I mean, you know, how many people, do, how many people do that? How many people think about all the right, songs right. in the eighties and nineties. There's probably a handful that are, that are just universally known. And this is one of them. That's just, that, that, that blows me away when people are able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. We won't uh, let you poo poo on the people anymore. <laughs> hey, I said I like the solo. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, I, I just, this is, this was my starting point and I, it's, there's some great stuff before this that I'll listen to. But do you but, listen to it as much as this? I mean, do you go back? No, and listen no, to it? I, I, if, if given the choice, I'm going back to the black album. Oh, okay. See, so. my favorite album is Injustice for All. Okay. Yeah. So. And I can appreciate that. I mean, yeah. there's, it, it's, it's so great. I like Metallica, but I like the, I like this album if I'm going to have to choose. But anyway, all right, here we go. So the number seven solo on the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s comes from Kirk Hammett, despite Eric. <laughs> in Understand Man. <laughs> Some bonus songs for this episode. Uh, keeping to the 90s here, I'm going with the low-hanging fruit. So outside of Understand Man, my favorite song on the Black Album is Sad But True. Oh, that's a good Lots one. of great breaks in the song. Lots of great drum fills. I love the echo vocals on uh, Hetfield during the verses. Hammett's got a great solo on that one too with a great lead in. Uh, I'll also play Wherever I May Roam. I love that one too. That one's got a great solo. Great outro solo. Uh, Awesome one to put in the car, put in the truck, whatever. Head down the highway. Love that one. Nice. So stay tuned. You'll hear those bonus songs in their entirety if you're listening to Spotify Premium. Otherwise, we are going to direct you to those song whip links in the show notes. You click on over, and it'll take you to your favorite music app, whether you're on Apple, Amazon, YouTube Music, whatever. It'll take you there. Uh, If you like the show, of course, please subscribe. Leave us a rating in your podcast app of choice. And uh, come find us over there on Twitter at Greatest Lists and our website, greatestlistspodcast.com. You can also stream episodes there from your browser if you don't want to be one of those people that has a podcast app. Get it right there off our website. Eric will take over hosting duties for the next show, our number six selection, which I know our audience will be listening to. Thanks for <laughs> listening. As they always do each oh, week. You got me. Thanks for listening to Greatest List. And we look forward to continuing our list of the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. 